So, I mean, of course, I've been to Iowa. I went to school there. That's my alma mater. Been to games there many times. I've also been to away games at Iowa State, Nebraska, Michigan, and Maryland. So all these other places, you know, they're all just so different from one another. Of course, every place has as like their pro, their own pros and their cons. But the thing is, like, there's always like certain things about it that you do like that it's like, you know what, I, I can appreciate this. Of course, I was still like biased towards Iowa though being my favorite. But after visiting Ohio State and seeing how good they actually got it in Columbus, Ohio, I would be lying. If I said, I'm not jealous of everything that they got going on in Columbus. I'm going to keep saying it. Pay your fucking dues. It's the name of the goddamn podcast. We've definitely paid our dues. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. My name is Ash Kennedy. And this is going to be another episode here of Pay Your Dues. Please, please, everybody, settle down, settle down. As usual, if you are indeed new here, please make sure to go ahead and hit that subscribe or that follow button, whatever platform you are listening on, Apple, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And also make sure to uh, pay your own dues by considering subscribing to the OnlyFans for exclusive access at visualpodcastonlyfans.com slash pay your dues. The link will be in that description as always. So, I uh, know I was previously talking about some plans of uh, having a tailgate show potentially, if not recording some podcasts in uh, Columbus for this last weekend. Um, but unfortunately, this is actually being recorded in uh, Florida. Yeah, I'll, I'll be getting into the details in just a few minutes here, but basically... I did bring the equipment with me. I had to pay little over $200 for checking all this expensive and heavy podcast equipment to make it to Columbus. And my time when I was in Columbus, Ohio, I didn't even get to utilize my equipment. So it it sucks, honestly. And I, I'm, I'm going to tell the full story with this podcast of how it, of how it pretty much happened. But... Long story short, I went through that the expense of checking the, the luggage and also the hassle of carrying it around because this shit is heavy. When I, like, when I was back in Iowa with my podcast equipment, my dad lifted the bag that had all the, the bag, not the big, the bag that had all the podcast equipment in it. And he was like, Jesus Christ, what are you carrying around in there? Lead? Like literally, like I, I, I'll get into the details in a little bit, but like, yeah, it's heavy. And then for some reason, this bag luggage, this big luggage bag over here, one of the wheels doesn't turn. And what's worse about it not turning is that it sits there and it drags in place. And that makes it worse because it literally has one flat side of the wheel. So it doesn't even like roll. It literally like, sometimes it flops like ka-chunk, 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 but it doesn't roll very smoothly. So yeah, it was just a, a hassle. As I said, it cost me $200 to, to check it. And the thing is, I, I almost missed my flight to get up to Columbus. So I had no time to argue with the uh, flight representatives, the people who were checking me in. But, but yeah, I was so close to actually missing my flight to get to Columbus. So, so basically, I was leaving for Columbus Friday exactly at 12 p.m. So 
try to wake up decently early Friday morning, like eight o'clock or so, start getting ready, had a lot of stuff to pack, still finishing getting everything together, right? So I get, I start driving to the airport in Fort Lauderdale and I get to the airport about an hour and a half until departure. And I'm thinking like, oh, this is, this is going to be easy. All I got to do is just park my car and then walk into the terminal and I should be there with plenty of time to relax a little bit, maybe get a snack, maybe even go into the lounge or utilize that priority pass or something. I don't know. I was just thinking, hey, I'm pretty good on time, but I wasn't cutting it too close. But I swear to God, the parking ramp at the airport was like broken or like just unorganized. It, it was a complete mess. So I go through the ramp uh, at the parking at the airport. So the airport is like a big U. It wraps around and there's three parking garages in the middle of the U. So I'm just thinking like, hey, honestly, I'm open to park wherever. Obviously, closer is better, but I must get ready to go wherever. And it says like full, full, full for like this, these certain ramps or these certain levels. But then it says open at one of them. So, oh, I think, well, let me just go ahead and drive through there to see where I can find some available parking spaces. So I go into that ramp. I'm literally driving through this thing for like five or 10 minutes and this whole ramp is literally full, so I'm thinking like, all right, let me let me just try the next ramp. Well, there's no way to get over to the next ramp once you start exiting. So, pretty much, I start leaving the the ramp, thinking I can just drive outside and then get into the other ramp through ground level. No, basically, once you start leaving, you get directed outside of the parking ramp. And then at that point, you get directed directly out of the airport. So I had to loop back around to get back to the airport entrance. And I went back to the parking gate one more time. And I was like, okay, well, that was kind of stupid. But let me just pull through a different way of going through these ramps. Maybe there'll be more open spots over there. Same thing, I'm going through the, this time, I'm going through the middle parking ramp. So there's like, yeah, there's three just in a line. I'll check the first one, nothing there, and I'm in the middle one. Same thing, driving through it for five or 10 minutes. They keep saying signs, saying additional parking this way, and then there's nothing there. And I'm just, it's, just, it's getting kind of heated, like an annoyance. Like, why am I wasting time for trying to find a parking space? I've had this happen like uh, when I flew, drove down to Miami one time. But the thing is, like Miami being a bigger airport, they have bigger ramps. So, I mean, there's like, you, there's more parking there, but it's just, it's hard to find, but they're definitely just like more parking there. You just have to search for a little bit. Here, they're trying to direct you to places where there's no available parking, which is just absurd. So, same thing happens. That second parking ramp actually is full. So, same thing. I'm leaving the ramp, trying to get into the, the third ramp, and same thing. I get directed outside of the parking ramp. And outside of the airport. So again, I have to exit the airport and then I loop back around one more time. And I'm going through the airport entrance again. And I'm thinking like, okay, this is, this is actually really pissing me off now. My flight leaves in an hour, 10 minutes. I have the possibility of missing my flight. And I also have to shit right now. So it's just, it's not looking good. Like to, 
I, I on my po- podcast a little month, few months, month ago or something, I talked about how the struggle of if you're driving to work in the morning and you have to do some business like that, it's so stressful because you have to stop somewhere to do it. You have to like step one is at a minimum parking your car somewhere. Right now, I can't even park anywhere because there's no available spaces. So I'm I'm getting stressful. Can't park the car. Might miss the flight. It's cutting it close to this point. So I loop back into the parking gate one more time. And I'm about to go through this third garage. And I'm sitting there just like heated telling myself, I swear to God, if I go through this ramp one more time and this one keeps, I keep getting directed to more parking spaces that are not indeed open. I promise, I don't care how much it costs, I'm going to pull up my car right to the front of the terminal, right in front of where it is, and just pay some valet to take my car. I, At this point, I don't care how much it costs. I'm going to just simply throw them my car keys and get on my way. I, I don't have time to mess around with this. This is, this is not happening. I got to get to Columbus. I got to see... At that point, I was thinking the Iowa Hawkeyes upsetting the Ohio State Buckeyes. You know, we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. But at that point in time, I just knew, like, if I don't make it to this game, Iowa is going to win. And then, of course, I wasn't there to witness it. So I'm getting heated. Well, I get looped up in this, this, this third garage. This is obviously the big, no, well, not obviously. This is for sure after me going through it. The biggest garage of all of them. So, you know, there's maybe more spots available. Hopefully there's more spots available, you would imagine. And I finally get redirected to the top level of this parking ramp. On the roof of this parking ramp, I finally get a spot. So I'm thinking, oh, hopefully there's no, like, tornadoes or hurricanes or hailstorms in the next two to three days while I'm gone. But, you know, it doesn't happen too much around here. But a little bit of rain never hurt. But, of course, you prefer no weather. I was getting a lot of sun on it though, but at this point, beggars cannot be choosers and I was indeed begging for this parking lot, parking spot, not parking lot. So I grab my stuff out of the car and I'm thinking like, okay, my flight leaves in an hour. I'm simply just going to walk down, walk over to the elevator, get down to the ground level and see how far it is. Well, it's actually kind of far. Like there's no straight walkway from this ramp to get to terminal four. So I have to go to, I'm getting these alerts from like different apps that I have my flight booking that I'm departing from terminal four, but it's like, you can't go from terminal four to the top of the U. You have to go through terminal one and go all the way around between one, two, three, and four, all the way around the U to get the terminal four. So that's not going to happen. It turns out I have to take a shuttle to get to the Terminal 4. So I get on this thing that took me like five minutes to wait for this bus. And, you know, I get to the terminal and I'm thinking like, okay, I still got time. Hopefully I don't get held up at TSA. I'm just doing this self-checking shit. And then some guy in his little like airline spirit shirt, he's just like walking down by that self-checking. He just is yelling out, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio, Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, oh yeah, um, I, I'm going to uh, Columbus this weekend. He's like, okay, come, come, come this way. And he's like, any bags? And I was like, well, just 
this one carry-on. And he was like, no, 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 that's not a carry-on. That's a check bag. And I'm just singing like, oh, all right, man. Like, I'm I'm not going to argue with this. I, I, as I said, I don't have time to argue about it. I've, I've carried this stuff on before, but it's, it's whatever. Maybe I wasn't supposed to carry it on. Who knows? But I, I have previously. So he just, no, he's like, it's a check bag. But he, he ushers me over to this representative there. They're like, oh, yeah, it actually is technically size-wise too big to be a carry-on. Apparently, it's also too heavy to be a carry-on. Like, wh- weight limits? I knew that there was, like, weight limits to it. But, like, I thought that it applies to if the bag is, like, a certain size. But maybe it's not just size, it's also the weight. I mean, that would make sense since we're in the air, gravity, and all that crazy stuff. But this is a small bag that, honestly, I need. I do need to invest in a bigger luggage bag, one of those hard cases, the ones that you can fit a bunch of clothes into. Because, like, this thing, I took it to Dallas for a week. I took it to Iowa for a week. And it's cutting it very close with the amount of stuff you can pack into it. It's, like, it's a, it's a good suitcase, but it, it has, like, started to tear at the zippers a little bit. So... Do need to invest in that in that bigger hard case bag, the smaller bag that I had that I normally use for the carry on, the one that actually can roll. That's the one that I prefer. But this one, it, it did its time, it had its place. But it's uh, wow, slowly doing it. But yeah, I can't carry this bag on, so I'm just thinking like, oh man, they're gonna fuck up my podcast equipment. Like if this podcast actually ends up not sounding super good, you'll know that it's because of those uh, baggage employees throwing my bag around with all this expensive equipment in there, the soundboard, the microphones, the cords, not the computer, I have the computer in my actual backpack, but still, if it sounds like shit, I apologize. I can always have them reimburse me or or sue Spirit for for breaking my shit because I guarantee you, I probably have one of the more expensive carry-ons, not carry-ons, check bags on this flight. You know, it's Spirit. We we know what the what the stereotypical demographic is of people that fly on spirits. For lack of better word, it's simply people on a budget. Oh, did you think I was going to say something worse there? No, it's people on a budget. People that don't want to spend the money on higher airplanes, on higher quality, not higher quality, higher class airplanes. Like when you fly Spirit, when you fly Spirit, your seat tickets are yeah they're they're pretty cheap, but the thing about having your cheap seat tickets is that if you have to bring any bags, carry on, or check, they get you with that. Like if, if you're doing a little weekend trip and you're flying direct, sure, discount airlines, completely fine. You, you can t- just pack everything in a backpack, take it with you. It's a personal item, not even a carry on. You're solid. But if you have to go anywhere for an extended period and you need more stuff, I do not recommend the discount airlines. That's a... That's, yeah. It cost me one way to check this bag, maybe because of the weight, maybe it counted as two, or maybe it was just a high-demand flight. $140. I, she she told me that, and I was just like, whatever, and then handed her my Chase Sapphire Reserve travel credit card. Uh, And, and I was just like, it's, as I said, there's no time to argue. I just, whatever. It was only 80 bucks on the way back. So maybe it was supposed to be only 80 bucks on the way there. But the flight back also wasn't at full capacity. So maybe it was just something like, 
I don't know, different flight, different cost per bag, but it was just different. But, you know, but then the representative, though, shout out the spirit representative. She gave me the best piece of advice. She was like, well, your flight leaves in about 40 minutes as of right now. It's actually already began boarding. And the terminal, the TSA in this terminal is actually really busy at the moment. So she was like, go out these double doors right here, go outside. I walked down to terminal three and use their TSA because that, that terminal is less busy. And then you're able to backtrack into this terminal for your departure. And I was like, kind of confused. I'm like, wait, outside to a different terminal, but it's leaving through this one. She was like, yes, but that's, that one's less busy. You're going to save a bunch of time. So I was like, Oh, all right. So, so I walk outside, takes me maybe two minutes to go down to the next terminal Terminal 3, and I walk in there. Literally no line to get through security. Shout out her. Phenomenal piece of advice. I don't know if I would have made my flight without doing that, but I would have definitely been cutting it a little bit more close. And then, you know, not a whole lot to say about uh, my flight. The flight itself was, you know, mostly fine as most flights go, but it had to be, like, windy, or something in Columbus because on this fl- plane's descent into Columbus, let me just say, this thing was getting straight bullied on its way down. Like we were getting, we were getting assaulted on on the way down. Like it was, it was pretty bad. Like I, I talked about on the podcast back a few months ago, back when I was uh, coming back from Iowa for the Fourth of July weekend how I connected through Atlanta and that flight from Atlanta to Fort Lauderdale is like the roughest flight I've ever been on in my life. It's not worse than that one. But this one still was pretty bad just on the descent alone. It, like I understand that like turbulence is normal, something about the plane trying to glide on the wind and then the wind changes and then the plane's like going in a different way against it and whatever. It's just uh, it's physics, ergonomics or something. There's just like, I understand that turbulence is normal. But the thing is that there is a certain point that the, tur- that the turbulence can get to where I'm no longer just sitting there just like shaking around with the turbulence just being like, oh yeah, it's normal. There's a certain point that it gets to when I'm grabbing the hand, the hand, uh, the armrests that, I'm, that I got next to me. So that way I'm not going to be bouncing around, shaking around because I'm trying to maintain my stability. Maybe it's not a good idea to tense up like that. Apparently, like sometimes if you tense up like in a car crash, it can hurt you. The thing about a plane crash is that what are the odds that it that it even that the that tensing up or not tensing up makes a difference? Like if a, if, you, if you're in a plane crash, I imagine that it's uh you're you're looking at probably a ninety nine percent chance that you're not you're not making it. So I. Tensing up probably doesn't isn't going to make a huge difference. I sit there, I squeeze those armrests, and I just hold myself as steady as a statue, so that way I'm not throwing getting thrown into other people around me. But uh, yes, that just that was definitely it. I was just not about bouncing around. But we we landed in Columbus. You know, I don't. It's stupid when people clap when a plane lands, but there are certain situations when it's necessary to clap. I didn't clap, but there were a few people doing it for this one, and I, I completely understand. It's kind of funny, actually. So, plane lands, plane's deboarding. I'm wearing an Iowa quarter zip, uh, you know, with the logo and all. 
getting off this plane. And there's a few people wearing Ohio State stuff that were flying it on this plane as well. No other Iowa people that I saw, by the way, but there were some people wearing Ohio State stuff. And there was one guy in front of me who saw it and he he said, he's like, did you get on the wrong flight or something uh, to, to make it here? And I looked at him and I laughed <laughs> and I said, you know exactly what I'm doing here this weekend. And he was like, oh yeah, I, I can probably assume that. He's like, you ever been to the stadium here before? And I was like, no, I've, I've not. I've never even been through, been to Columbus. I've only ever driven past it. And he was like, well, you're... Probably gonna have a good time this weekend. And I was like, hey, well, I'm looking, I'm looking forward to it. Bros, we are almost halfway through football season as we speak, but we also have baseball that is unfortunately finishing the World Series in the next couple of weeks. Hockey also just started last week, and basketball has already started this week. So maybe you have some confident picks, hot takes, spread covers, or over-unders that you have a good feeling about. My favorite way to add an extra thrill to your favorite teams or sports is to go ahead and put your money where your mouth is on the line and utilize one of our sports betting partners to seal your picks. So if you follow that link in the description, you'll have access to DraftKings, FanDuel, BetMGM, Caesar Sportsbooks, and PointsBet. And better yet, we're actually having a giveaway at the moment going on for some free pay-to-dues merchandise. So if you do follow that link in the description, creating a brand new account at any of those five sportsbooks, make a minimum deposit, place your first bet, you will be entered into bi-weekly drawings to win both a t-shirt and a free hoodie. All you have to do is DM screenshots of you creating the account and placing your first bet to the Instagram account at Pay Your Dues Podcast, and you'll be entered into not one but both of the raffles. Creating multiple accounts will count for multiple entries into the raffles. Once again, the links for creating those new sportsbooks accounts is in the description and or the bio. Linktr.ee slash Pay your dues podcast. So now I made it to Columbus. Let's talk a little bit about Columbus. So if you do listen to my podcast or you watch some of my TikToks, you would know that I did go to Columbus this weekend. You know, there's no need to send me any chirps. I know exactly how the game went. I was there. I was in the stadium until that clock hit zero, and until the coaches shook hands, I did not leave early. I was there through thick and thin all the way. I was wearing an Iowa jersey, and a white jersey, way jersey. I'm not going to say I was necessarily wearing it proudly, but I was wearing it honorably, you could say. And yeah, because of how the game went, any chirps said about it is just beating a dead horse. But this was my first time ever being in Columbus. And I will say, I actually had an absolute blast this weekend. I, and I didn't even have any idea what to expect. I've heard things about like, oh, Columbus being a shithole. Oh, Ohio State fans are dicks. Yada, yada, yada. The way I feel about Ohio State and their fan base is entirely different than what I expected it to be. And it's different than any other place I've ever actually been to. So let's go. Let's talk about the other places that I've been to just like for comparison's sake. So, I mean, of course I've been to Iowa. I went to school there. That's my alma mater. Been to games there many times. I've also been to away games at Iowa State, Nebraska, Michigan, and Maryland. So all these other places, you know, they're all just so different from one another. Some of them 
like had like some things that are similar, but for the most part, everything's very different. Of course, every place has as like their pro, their own pros and their cons. But the thing is, like, there's always like certain things about it that you do like normally. That it's like you know what I I can appreciate this. I, I wish we did one thing better in this aspect. Of course, I was still like biased towards Iowa though being my favorite because that was just like me, my alma mater. I grew grew up going to games there, so I was used to it. So that was my favorite. I thought, but after visiting Ohio State and seeing how good they actually got it in Columbus, Ohio, I would be lying if I said I'm not jealous of everything that they got going on in Columbus. So, I mean, so the first thing here is when I left the airport, I went to campus to actually get a tour around. So there's a friend that I have who's in grad school there. He did his undergrad at the University of Iowa. Now he's doing grad school at Ohio State. Nice guy. He was just showing me around. Bro, the campus, completely beautiful. Everything's like new, updated. Everything's like a good distance from each other. Like you would expect a school that is as in big of a city as Columbus is. Like, I mean, it's not a big, big city, but for a college town, it's pretty big. And how big of a school that Ohio State is. You'd imagine that things would be very spread out because there's just so much going on, so many students, so many things. Everything is complete walking distance, not at all spread out. I, I would say not spread out at all, or at least it's spread out literally the absolute minimum that it could be. Like it, it was very efficient, surprisingly. And like everything's walking distance close to each other. Later on Friday night, um, I have a friend that lives in Columbus. We actually went out in Short North, which is like a little bar district, just north of downtown, a little bit south of campus. The bar scene in Columbus, phenomenal. Like you go down, it's it's called High Street. It's this street that goes all the way from campus to downtown. It's And it's blocks long. It takes maybe like five minutes to drive it if you're walking, probably like I want to say 30 minutes to walk it, maybe even more. I didn't go, I didn't walk all the way down, so I don't know the true answer. This has just a bunch of different places to go out, get drinks, get some dinner, go out. There's like some clubs on there too. It And it goes, as I said, all the way from campus to downtown. It's literally like just one strip. I was getting high key, like similar to like Nashville with Broadway. Obviously Nashville's like another level. Cause like, it's like a party city, but Columbus for being just a college town and anything else going on in Columbus, this was insane. It, it was, I, I was blown away by that. I had a great time on Friday nights. Just the thing is because this was a noon kickoff, unfortunately I was only out until about 1030 because we had to wake up early for the game day and, and tailgating and stuff. And I just need to say that absolutely none of those other places do game day better than Columbus does for the Ohio State Buckeyes. And yes, that includes you, Michigan. Hey, Ann Arbor is nice. I'd probably give Ann Arbor an 8 out of 10, maybe even like a 9 out of 10. But there's no doubt in my mind that I want to give Columbus a 10 out of 10. Like literally, example, at Michigan... Just like tailgating, if you don't have people that you're tailgating with or that you have like a tailgate that you're going to, you're going to be drinking beer at your car by yourself until you go into the stadium, which like 
Come on, what, what's the fun in that? You're not socializing. You're just sitting there being antisocial. At Ohio State, right, they have like the private tailgates, of course, like people pull up their RVs, their cars. But what it seems like most people do, or at least what I was doing, there's a plethora of different open tailgates that are literally within a block's walk from the stadium. You go into these different tailgates, you buy some drinks, pretty much all these Tailgates had their own little DJs, live music, or just other games to play. Tailgate games like, you know, throwing some bags or cornhole, some big beer pong. The one that I was at had like, there were these footballs and you can throw them through like uh, holes and stuff. Like it, it was honestly like a great time. Like you can mingle around and also make friends of these things as well. Cause there's like you, cause anybody can go into them. It's like a bar, but it's everybody doing a tailgate. Like, I, I don't know, like, I, I'm not a fan of, like, going out to bars all the time, but, like, something like this for the tailgate, it's, it's just, like, it's just, it hits different during, the, it's day drinking, but you're meeting strangers, you're mingling, you're making friends, and I, I don't, I do not understand why more places do not have tailgates like that, and better yet, even anybody that I came across, honestly, nicest people in the world, as usual with away games, people come up, Chirp you a little bit like, oh, yeah, we're going to win today. And I'd be like, honestly, yeah, probably or whatever. And then, you know, just get in a conversation from there. Just let it go. Everybody was so nice to me. Maybe because like I'm not like Penn State or Michigan or Michigan State. But, you know, it's it was honestly like really, really surprising. And like there were some guys that we met at the tailgate really nice, really cool guys. We were honestly hanging out with them for like the entire rest of the time tailgating me and my friend that I was with because like, you know, we don't know anybody else and these guys were nice and they suck around us too. I don't think they had anybody else to talk to, it seemed. And then in the stadium, we also had some people around us as well. They were all completely nice and not even to mention all the free souvenirs that they were given out at all over the place in Columbus. So, if you're watching this on the visual, you'll see that I have these red sunglasses that I'm wearing here. They do say Corona on them. So I got these courtesy of the Corona tailgate that I was at. So that is uh, the beer Corona, not the disease. But I also had a koozie that had that I got the Corona tailgate. It had uh, like the Ohio State logo on one side, big and bold. The other side had the Ohio State football schedule on it. I think I lost that one. I'm kind of upset that I lost it. I like having souvenirs with logos on them. But I think I lost that. It fell out of my pocket somewhere, which that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And then when walking into the stadium, they were handing out red pom-poms to everyone. And, you know, I was walking into the stadium. I'm wearing my Iowa jersey. And they were just handing them out. They were like, they were going to need one of these. And I was like, you know what? I, I'll take a free souvenir. So I got, I got the red pom-pom and then I just, I never utilized it, never picked it up, but I, I kept it with me because it's just a piece of nostalgia that I can look at and say, yes, I did go to Columbus. Do you know how many free souvenirs I got when I went to a game in Ann Arbor a few years ago? Absolutely fucking nothing. Absolutely nothing. I didn't get any blue or maize sunglasses. I didn't get any blue or maize pom-pom. My parents took home, you know, a few souvenir cups that they bought in the stadium, getting Coca-Cola in them, fucking 
Pepsi or whatever whatever they're drinking in there. I don't even know if Michigan Stadium sells alcohol in it yet. Ohio State, they sell beer. They sell White Claw and stuff in there. And another thing is that when you're buying the beer in the stadium at Ohio State, they don't flip the iPad over to you with a little tip screen. Apparently, there's a rule against them taking tips in the stadium. So they just run the they just run your card and hand hand the cans over and simple as that. You don't need to sit there and fuck around with like, oh God, do I need to give them a few dollars, 10%, 20%, whatever. Oh my God, this was the beautiful campus, the great bar scene. The best game day setup I've ever seen anywhere that I've gone. And just great interactions with anybody that I came across. It is no wonder why their football team is so good every single year. Literally. As much as I hate to say it, being another Big Ten guy, but my level of respect for Ohio State completely skyrocketed this weekend. I like I'm for sure going back to Columbus next time Iowa goes there. I may even go to Columbus if there's not if they're not even playing Iowa. I might go there just for like another fun game weekend because it was just so good. The only way that I will never go back to Columbus, Ohio is if I'm dead. Literally, if I'm dead then I yeah, I can't go back to Columbus. Like I it's tough to say. Like I, I had a good time there when I went there three years ago, but Michigan, I'm sorry. Ohio State simply does game day better. Like the, I still want to visit every other Big Ten school to see how different like they are with like their game day experience, their tailgates, and just see how it compares. But goddamn, Ohio State set a brand new bar for me today. And it's so it's so exceptionally high now. I don't know how anybody else would even like be on the same level or like go past it. I mean, I've seen that like Ohio State is known for having like the best game day experience in the Big Ten. One of the best game day experiences in all of college football. You know, at a certain point, it starts getting like very subjective, like opinionated. But it's, oh, I was amazed at how, at how, how, how well it was. And just like the traditions behind it too. Like I showed up to the stadium I don't know, 45 minutes early, watch the marching band do script Ohio. So like, the, you know, they say the best damn band in the land. So script Ohio is basically, if you don't know it, there's like a signature logo that just says Ohio on it. And, you know, signature one steady like motion of the pen without picking it up. So the band comes out and the way that they do it is like, I'm talking about marching band shit. And, you know, marching band, or you don't care about it. It's like, it's one of those dumb things, but it's actually like crazy how hype up the people get in the stands for it. So the marching band comes out and because of the way that the signature of Ohio is done, literally people have to like cross paths while marching. And you imagine that there's some kind of like people getting in the way, having to slow down. No, people aren't slowing down. It's so coordinated that they're just marching straight through one another. Like you see people moving their instruments, but you don't see anybody like stopping. It's, it was kind of impressive. And then once it says Ohio, everybody could type. It was, it was really interesting. And then, you know, after the game, 
just the the rest of the day was just a blur. I, I honestly, I woke up in my hotel room at 11 p.m. and you know my flight was leaving at leaving at like nine hours at like eight eight thirty. So I'm thinking like, oh man, it's too late to go out and do anything. I need to be responsible. I need to go out. I need to go and make sure I can catch my flight tomorrow morning. So I should just stay in bed, wake up early to make the flights. And then I got to the airport at like 7.30, ready to make my flight that's leaving. And turns out the flight got delayed for seven hours. So then I was a little bit pissed off that I didn't do anything. It's just, it's upsetting. I hauled all my podcast equipment all the way from Southern Florida to Columbus, Ohio, expecting to rip at least one podcast. Hopefully I was trying to get two. The thing is, when I woke up at 11 p.m. on Saturday, I, I felt so bad. I was looking at some messages, talking to some of my other friends about doing the podcast after the game and before the night. And it just, I, I know it didn't happen because everything was still packed up in the bag exactly how I had it. But the truth is, I had a great time in Columbus and Honestly, like you could say that maybe the fact that I had too great of a time, which is which might be my excuse for for missing out on any of making some content while I was there. I just I know that I want to get another tailgate showing soon. I'm working on doing one this weekend, this Halloween weekend for FAU because going to the Florida Georgia game is potentially not working out. It's no, it's it's probably not working out going up to Jacksonville. We tried to do it, but it's just complications with my living situation there as well as also my my collaboration there. But as I said, we I promise we're working on it. But man, highly, highly recommend Columbus. I'm, I'm, unless you're a Michigan fan, unless you're a Penn State fan, maybe it's going to be a little bit more toxic for, for you guys since you play every single year. There's normally implications on it, but if you're a team from the Big Ten West or you're somebody who's not as good, highly recommend checking out Columbus. One thing that's actually kind of crazy is that a lot of the people that I interacted with there, they actually said that they think they, they hate Alabama more than they hate Michigan, which that's... That's interesting. Like, imagine an Alabama game at Ohio State. That would be, that would be tough. It's like the two, like the two biggest fan bases in college football, just like meeting up at the best setup for game day, and just getting wild. But you know, at this point, I I normally watch the game between Michigan and Ohio State, and I always said that because I was born in East Lansing that. I don't really like Michigan, the Michigan Wolverines, but after going to Michigan a few years ago, I had like a respect for Michigan. But my my level of respect for Ohio State, man, it's so much higher now. There was a guy that, so the guy that was sitting next to in the stadium, this guy was, I think he was like 70 years old. Honestly, this guy looked like he was 50. Guy was in, guy was in good shape, talking good. And he was saying that he's at this game with his ex-son-in-law. Wow, isn't that isn't that crazy? It's like normally you expect like an ex-like son-in-law to 
have a negative connotation in like a an ex father in law's mind just from some way that like his his daughter may have talked about him through the divorce or whatnot. But he he just said, Hey, what happens between you two is your business. It's none of my business. You I got grandkids from you. I love them all to death. And we enjoy going to these games together. We enjoy getting along together. Basically just don't do anything to uh, upset the kids and don't put me in a situation where I have to choose you or my daughter because you you know how that would go. And I'm just I'm just so impressed by that. It's like, wow, why can't everybody be like that? Why has everybody got to pick sides? That is exactly how it should be. I like I've had situations in my life where there, there's maybe like multiple groups of people that I'm friends with and like people are clicky and they're like, oh, no, you can't fuck with them. It's like, why, why is that any of like your business? It's like, I, I only interact with people how I perceive them as. I don't take somebody else's connotation of somebody and let that make my decision making of them. Like, what, what are you doing? I don't even know what I'm talking about. Hey, that stadium though, Ohio State Stadium, that place gets fucking loud and it gets rocking. I mean, in the Iowa section, we were rocking when we took that first lead after getting that scoop and score in the first quarter. I think that guy that I was talking about, I think he like looked over, like he leaned over to me and he smirked and he said something along the lines of like, enjoy the lead while you still have it. And yeah, uh, we didn't have that lead for much longer, but it was definitely fun to have while we... Well, we had it, but like you could look around that that stadium and it seems like not even many, that many people are like making noise, but it's getting loud. Like I can't imagine what it's like there at an actual high stakes game. I, 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 I know I'm going back to Columbus. I, I had too, I had too good of a time there. It was, <laughs> I don't need to continue ranting about this too much, but it was, uh, everything about that place. I, I had a great time there. I will say I did not like getting my lips chapped, though. I was in Columbus not even two hours, and my lips got chapped. So pack your chapstick. Midwest is humid during the summer, dry all their times of the year. Gentlemen, if you made it to the point in this episode that you are still listening, you are still watching, I do appreciate you making it to this point. Hit that subscribe or that follow button if you are indeed new here. And consider paying your own dues by subscribing to the OnlyFans for exclusive access to that visual podcast, OnlyFans.com slash Pay your dues, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, bros and hoes. Pay your dues and as usual, pound your bruise.